Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello, hello, and welcome to Saving Lives in Slow Motion. Today, I'd like to talk about leadership. Now, I'm delighted that many of you have sent me suggestions um, about podcast episodes on social media. And this one was suggested by Claire Condren, who got in touch. And I think it's a great topic. It was one that was on my radar anyway, because it is so fundamental to the world, whether you are thinking about yourself and your job or your work environment, or even services that you use. Leadership is really what can make or break an organisation. And many of you will have heard the episode I did on teamwork. There's a bit of overlap here, but um, leadership in itself is just a fascinating entity. The other thing is that we've all seen examples of good and bad leaders. So before we even get into definitions and types of leadership, I think it's instinctive when someone is a good leader or a bad leader. And recently, many of you will have seen in the news that Jacinda Ardern has resigned as Prime Minister of New Zealand. Now, whatever you think of her politics, she is pretty universally regarded as a good leader. And there are other names in politics. It's not just about politics. I'm just thinking of politics because I mentioned her. But, you know, Barack Obama or Tony Blair. Again, I'm, I'm not getting political. I'm just giving examples of people that are widely regarded as good leaders. Why? What is it that made them appear to be good leaders? Well, we'll come on to that, but there are some common themes. And I think the first thing is to make sure that we don't confuse leadership for something else. So a leader isn't the same as a manager. And, you know, um, leaders are really there to guide and inspire, whereas managers have more to do with process and the nitty-gritty stuff. So, at least in part, a leader is there to inspire and build relationships with other parties. And certainly, the names of the premiers that I've just rattled out are world leaders. And, you know, you could probably add Bill Clinton to that list, couldn't you? They, they definitely tick those boxes. They were very good interpersonally. And anyone who you've heard speak about what it's like to be in a meeting with Tony Blair will tell you that, that he was really good at listening, um, which is a very important part of communication. I think people forget that. They tend to talk too much and not listen enough. And then whatever you said to him, he would listen very carefully and then sort of somehow get his point across and, and you know, still manage to get his way. Um, that's a skill in itself and that's not necessarily leadership. But there's something about communication and relationships there. 
to a much higher level and more important level than a manager. And I think the first thing I'd like to acknowledge is that leadership has a cost attached to it. It is not easy. Um, it's really easy when you're being led to criticise, but you have to make difficult decisions as a leader. And I'm not talking about just politics here. I'm talking about in any walk of life, um, whether you run a shop, whether you work as a civil servant or a doctor or whatever, it doesn't matter. But part of leadership is that the buck stops with you. And there are different categories of leadership style, you know. So obviously there's leaders at every level in every organisation and business, but there are distinct styles of leadership and there's lots been written about this. And you'll find that, depending on which websites you land on, you'll find all oh, the 10 types of leadership or the 12 types of leadership or whatever. But, but I'd like to start with the basics and the basics will generally focus on four types of leadership. In fact, originally, this is based on the work of Kurt Lewin from the 1930s, there were three types of leadership which evolved into becoming four. So I'm going to run through them now, and whilst this is just one way of looking at it, I think it still holds true. So the first type he calls autocratic leadership. It's very authoritarian, and you're essentially, you know being led by someone who tells you what to do and you do it. It can be quite difficult to be led by an autocratic leader because you feel like you can't question anything and that sometimes you, you might feel micromanaged, which is not a nice feeling at all. But it's great in crisis or urgent situations where you just need to follow orders. Then there's democratic leadership, um, which really involves taking on board what people in the team think so listening is a big part of it. And then enabling them to use their own creativity to have input into processes and they feel really involved. Downside of it is that you can't always do that with every team member. And so some people can feel a bit marginalised. So interestingly, whenever I've taken leadership questionnaire tests, that's the one that is my style. Then the third type is called laissez-faire, which isn't quite what it sounds like. It does mean that that leadership style is a bit more hands-off, and it works really well when you don't need close supervision of your team, where each worker is pretty independent. So essentially, a laissez-faire leader will delegate quite well, and it works in situations where there's excellent training, so everyone knows what they're doing not so good in a situation where you need to do a bit of hand-holding and, and, and close supervisory work. And the last one is called transformational leadership, which is real big picture leadership where someone's got a vision and they share it with the team, but that one really relies on constant communication. So when you're, you know, implementing something like a big system change in an organisation and there's a big vision, you know, um, that is great, but it needs really, really good kind of, you know, keeping people up to date skills so that they don't get lost um, because the, the fine detail people, you know, will often kind of get slightly frustrated with the big picture unless they know what their purpose is. So as you listen to those four subtypes, I don't know whether you see yourself in any of those, 
or your boss or you know or wherever you work um or perhaps even where you've worked before whether you recognize those subtypes i certainly do and i can see my colleagues current and ex um in those molds and i think in terms of skill sets the big difference is that a leader can coach effectively and inspire i know that that word grates on a lot of people but that's what a good leader does they really want you to go with them you know they take you with them and you'll want to go with them if they're a good leader they give you buy-in whereas a manager directs gives commands and assigns tasks you know that kind of thing it's a totally different thing and i've seen people who were in leadership roles um who'd actually be very good managers but it doesn't go down very well because they're in a leadership role so they can often come across as being quite patronizing or micromanagey it's it's interesting and a personal one for me which you could say applies to everyone but particularly for leaders that i think is the most important thing is self-awareness if you are unaware of how you come across or how things that you do and say land then it's going to be difficult for you to be a good leader and again there's all that management jargon stuff that i don't really like um you know you could just sense check that's a real management jargon thing isn't it to make sure that what you're doing is working but you might just be doing the wrong thing because leaders are not managers and you know humility for example listening showing compassion and vulnerability these are the things that make good leaders it's funny isn't it because if you think about characters through history like for example i don't know mother teresa napoleon um the dalai lama who else is there alexander the great nelson mandela gandhi i mean these people they're all quite different but most of them will have had that skill set i described earlier on of course there are you know other slightly more fearsome characters julius caesar for example but then you think about the subtypes of of leadership you know there are autocratic leaders churchill for example some would argue that he probably didn't have a, a load of humility or vulnerability but you know we were at war and it was a different era i think there are also international perspectives in terms of what different um nationalities see as strong leaders and it's all to do with the context of what that country is doing at the time you know if you think about the structure of you know political systems as well uh, often the army and the party in government um are at loggerheads depending on where you are in the world so leadership takes on a different guise um in those scenarios and you start to get into games you know like power plays and brinkmanship you know which um yeah is is in a way a slightly nasty side to to leadership that sometimes surfaces while we're on nasty leadership um i want to just quickly mention toxic leaders and toxic leadership i'm sad to say i've worked at very close quarters with someone like this um there are lots of toxic leaders around in every industry including medicine sadly and usually a toxic leader is a narcissist and everything's about them they make it impossible for a team to actually 
get on and do work that they're ever going to be satisfied with. And it's a horrible environment to be in. If you're in any doubt as to the kind of behaviours that you will see from a toxic leader, they abuse power, they tend to have their favourites, um, they're often bullies, they often micromanage, and they're deceptive. Really nasty, and I'm sure um, most of you will know the kind of person I'm talking about. The main thing to remember with these people is that you're never going to change them. They are like that, so don't even try. Um, if you feel that they're doing anything that is worthy of reporting, report them. Speak up. Don't be afraid. And ultimately, if you've done your best to adapt and you still can't work with them, just leave. You know, Just get away from them because they will ultimately destroy the organisation and have an effect on you, um, which isn't good. So um, get out of there. There's another type of leadership that I want to mention, which is called servant leadership. And the reason I want to mention this is because it is so prevalent in the NHS. Sorry to be self-indulgent and talk about a world that I know about, but um, it's a real issue because you always put your team before you. So if you're not careful, that kind of leader just works harder and, you know, although it has benefits in that the team see that you are kind of, you know, sacrificing a lot of yourself and, you know, it's much more authentic. It it really hinges on all of those things we talked about earlier, you know. It tends to be that empathetic, listening type of leadership. The downsides are that it can be time-consuming and can at times almost appear a bit soft so that there's no, almost not enough formality. And of course, the worst thing for the actual leader themselves is that they just burn out. I think one other thing I want to touch on is that a lot of leaders, a lot of the names I've mentioned earlier on, like Tony Blair and Jacinda Ardern and Barack Obama and Bill Clinton, many people just think that they're, you know, charismatic and it's all flannel. And depending on the kind of person you are, you may measure leadership in terms of outcomes and results. And this is particularly true in politics, I think. Uh, but one of the things we haven't covered is what is the role of a leader? What do you actually want from them? And if it's to lead a team successfully, then you've got to look at outcome measures for that. So leadership isn't a popularity contest. And um, what's far more important is consistency and sticking to your word, integrity, if you will. So I want to leave you with a leadership story. I'm not going to pick a stereotypical one because you can find them on the internet and there's just no point. So, you know, whether it's Jacinda Ardern or Mother Teresa or Churchill, Malcolm X, Gandhi, you know, whoever. Yeah, you know, Nelson Mandela, you know, they were, they were amazing in their own ways. But I wanted to think of something that was personal to me. And I've got so many examples of excellent, I mean, amazing leadership, including the time that one of my consultants when I was a junior doctor would routinely cover for sick junior colleagues, you know, 
selfless, just amazing. All the time, one of our teachers saved several of us from getting run over by a truck with incredibly quick thinking. Now, these are all amazing examples, but the one that really sticks in my mind is when I was on holiday with two amazing lifelong friends now uh, when I was 19. So I was in Thailand with two great friends. And while we were there, we bumped into two other friends from medical school who happened to be there. Anyway, the five of us decided to get on a raft and go whitewater rafting on a bamboo raft in northern Thailand in Chiang Mai. And this was back in 1993 or thereabouts. And long story short, uh, the raft that I was on hit a rock, split into two, and I fell in the water, as did one of our friends. And the current was so strong, we got carried away towards the edge of this torrential kind of river. Anyway, we managed to grab onto a branch, um, but it almost yanked my arm off. It was The current was that strong. And our guide for the, for the tour was a guy called Pum. P-U-M. And the first thing he did was give very clear instructions to the other two rafts about how to stop in the middle of these kind of rapid-laden, fast rivers. He then jumped into the water and swam against the current, which I can tell you is no mean feat, to us, to me and this other friend, with a rope which he tied to somewhere on the bank, managed to get us both back on the raft that had broken, fix the raft, and get us back to safety. The whole thing was quite an ordeal. You've got to remember this was in the days before smartphones and 3G, 4G, 5G, all that stuff. And later that night when we got back to kind of camp, which was quite high up on this mountain, Pum basically reflected on what had happened earlier that day and said, look, you know, I was really worried about you guys because, um, you know, we lose travellers to that river every so often. In fact, last month, someone died because they had heavy boots on and they fell in and it, they got dragged under and drowned. And about three months ago, someone fell in and their head hit a rock and they died. You know, part of me was just horrified that we hadn't been told this before we went and certainly health and safety wasn't great back then I don't think um can't even remember whether we had life jackets I don't think we did and actually now you know there's no rafting without helmets and life jackets and a you know a rib um you know kind of an inflatable type of boat but actually the thing about him was he managed to tick every box in terms of good leadership. He was present, he was compassionate, he was alert, he looked after his team, he gave clear instructions, he didn't micromanage, he didn't patronise. And, you know, two of us possibly owe him our lives, not to sound too dramatic. So there it is, leadership. It's a massive topic and, as usual, I didn't want to waste your time on stuff that you can find online so i'm going to post a load of links as always that i think you'll find interesting thanks again to claire condren for suggesting this topic and please anyone else who's got suggestions i'm always open to them uh, thank you so much for listening it's been wonderful having your support 
Do let me know about your experiences of leadership. Are you a leader? Do you find it easy or difficult? Have you been badly led? Have you been well led? I'd love to know. And in the meantime, until we meet again, do stay well. Take care. Bye for now. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.